Hey guys, welcome to Film Rules World. I'm John Tafan. And I am Frederick Gilberly K. And this week, we're starting like a new series, sort of? Yeah, like a new kind of concept kind of thing. Like, yeah. take it away. Okay, so since it's 2019, and you know, the decade's almost over, we thought we'd look back. You know, there's 10 years worth of movies. So we were like, let's do a series where we look at each year from the past decade, decade. And we just talk about the movies from those years. You know, the things that we loved, the things that we probably did not love at all, or just, we just didn't see. Cause there are so many things. Cinema's constant. <laughs> um, but yes, this week we're gonna be talking about movies from 2010. And uh, yeah, how, how do we, where do we want to begin? I'm going to begin with like a very popular one, but it's not like extremely mainstream. I'm going to begin with The Book of Eli. I really love that. Like if something did post-apocalyptic right, I feel like The Book of Eli hit Was that it. the Denzel Washington movie? Yeah, it was like a dang near perfect movie. Pretty much... Um, in the end of the movie, you found out that he was blind, and um, he has this Bible, like one of the, the either the last Bible or one of the last Bibles in the world. And I just remember he was getting hunted down by these other dudes, like the whole movie, so they can get this Bible from him. By the time they actually got it, they realized it was in Brill, and like cause he was blind, so the last words of God, like in the world were in Braille, and only he could read it. So when he got to his actual safe haven then, they had him, like, you know, speak it, because he remembered the entire Bible. Because, you know, like, comes Bible, comes history of, like, the whole world. Um, so it was, like, a really big, like, concept in that way. So they were pretty much trying to, like, take him down, kill him, everything to get this Bible. You know, of course, the whole post-apocalyptic tropes. You meet some people, they die. Some people try to shelter you, they die. Because everybody's trying to, like, you know, hunt you down so they kill anybody in your way. Um, you find some people who they, they feel like they're um, good people. And they end up being cannibals. It was like They had all the nine yards in this movie. So it's like a true post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah, I like this one. Like, <laughs> of course, they had their um, intense moments. Like, you know, you had, it's a movie. Yeah. You had to make a movie. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this post-apocalyptic movie. That's, that's like one of those movies that would never be made today. Yeah. Because it's like, it sounds like such like a 2010 like and like past movie. Yeah. Because like, I feel like if you do something like that today, it would be like a straight to VOD or like, a, I don't know, a streaming thing. I feel like just because it was Denzel Washington. I mean, well, that obviously is going to like, It definitely helps it out. So I feel like if it was made today, they would have put like either him again, Samuel Jackson, or probably Will Smith. Most likely Will Smith no. if it was made today. I mean, if, if it was, it was like still had that like blockbuster quality. Yeah. Yeah. But I give I give it that blockbuster quality because it had I mean, to obviously it is because it was a action. blockbuster in 2010. Yeah, it was very like solid movie yeah and i really liked it like comes on tv every now and then like fx all the stuff hey so if you haven't seen it hey check it out like i recommend the movie actually like if you like post-apocalyptic stuff like i'm a fanatic for post-apocalyptic stuff you know as john said i always talk about him to post-apocalyptic genres and all that stuff and yeah. I, just, I just love it i don't know the end of the world it's sketchy as it sounds it's very interesting like people who do it right like for example bird box and stuff 
like a lot of these people who do it right, it's very unique because they have that real aspect of how actual humans act towards each other. Uh-huh. And that really interests me because it's just like your best friend could turn on you. It's like, are you going to go to the store first to get food or are you going to go get guns first? Like, it just, you know, yeah. it's a very unique concept. But this movie, you already, the world's already kind of developed. In the it's not like a newly post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. It's like already developed. They already made their little civilizations and stuff. So that's... It's, it's like uh, The Last of Us. Yeah. It's like, has its whole thing. Don't worry. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Also starring Mila Kunis. Yeah, <laughs> I just learned. She was killing it in that movie. Like, oh, I loved it. Oh, man. Yeah. But um, 2010 overall was kind of like a very interesting year because it was like we're getting to the peak of like the superhero shit. <laughs> Cause like, you know, it, Marvel already started their bullshit and we all know where that went. But like at the same time, we were also getting like um, the end of certain franchises. Like for instance, Harry Potter, the big one, you know, at the time we were getting part one of two. That was Deathly Hallows part one. And then, you know, that was like such a really big event, especially given like the fact that we were what, like, 11, 12 at that yeah. point. Did Harry Potter start that last movie, last book, part one, two thing? Well, I, there's a lot of films that have done that, but I feel like, because like Lord of the Rings is technically like all one book. Yeah. But then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the situation with The Hobbit. Where it okay, been that was movies. a whole different thing. Should have been two movies and then they said It should have been one. Wow, what kind of long movie would that have been? I don't know. It's a book. It's, it's like this thin. If they can, if they can shove a goblet of fire, that thick ass book into one movie, I feel like The Hobbit could easily condense that first movie. See, because the second movie and the third movie, especially the third movie, was amazing. Like, I really wish. But but, The Hobbit was two years from now. Yeah, we were in 2010. Oh, that's true. We're in 2010. We're in 2010. The Hobbit is not happening yet. It's not happening yet. It's not yet. That's it's for later, develop- guys. They're developing it. <laughs> they are with are- Guillermo del Toro directing. Ah, ah, TBT. <laughs> but uh, wait, that's the future from now. <laughs> wait, hold on. Ooh. <laughs> the timeline's already messed up. <laughs> Barry Allen, we gotta fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Harry Potter Part One. That was like such a really big like event film. From I think for like our generation. Yeah. Because like one, it was like the fir- it was for me the first time I ever seen like a movie split with like with like its final book to- into two films. So yeah, I think like. It is a big like step in the sense of like all the franchises started to do that. Like what Hunger Games was the no no Twilight was the next one to do yeah, it. Twilight and then Hunger it. Games and then Divergent broke. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but um, I remember with that first Harry Potter, um, Deathly Hallows Part One, a lot of people who like really didn't watch the other Harry Potter movies early on. That was one of the first Harry Potter they watched because it was one of the first big, big blockbuster Harry Potter. Don't get me wrong, all Harry Potter's are huge blockbusters. Yeah. But that one was like, you know, end of a series. I mean, like, I feel like more hyped. Yeah, like recently with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, I don't, I was just like, I don't believe this many people have seen Game of Thrones. Exactly. I was just like, they probably only watched the last season. Season seven and said, well, season eight. Yeah. I'm just like, how did this many people finally watch it? Like, when this show was like halfway through, like season four, it was still getting millions of views, but like not to this level. Like, I was I'm, mad. I'm not even gonna lie. I watched, I binge watched in 2017 of Game of Thrones, and like, but with Harry Potter, 
I was there from the get-go, like from the beginning. I mean, it, it was kind of illegal not to be for our yeah, generation. Literally, because like literally everyone everyone. was reading that book. Like books people were reading, it was either Harry Potter, Twilight, Percy Jackson. or Percy Jackson. Yeah. We'll get to that one day. <laughs> uh, we'll, no, no, we'll get to it. Oh, it's, it's 2010. Oh, we we'll can, get to oh, it. Oh, we can touch it. Which one? The second the one? First the first one. Okay. The, the one that Bet. started it all. Oh. Which, by the way, weirdly enough, also directed by Christopher Columbus, or not Christopher Columbus, Chris Columbus. Yeah, because they wanted that Harry Potter um, who directed Harry success, Potter. but it didn't really turn out the way because a lot of factors. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of factors. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll talk about the successful franchise first. But yeah, um, I remember seeing that with like my with my mom of all people. She was one of the people that has never seen a Harry Potter movie, but she was like, Harry Potter, this looks cool, so let's go see it. <laughs> so I know one person that did that. Bro, it's actually crazy, because to this day, I still have people say, I've never watched a Harry Potter movie, and it, like, astounds me, because I'm just like, I'm, really? You've never watched one? I have a friend who's never watched Harry Potter, never watched Lord of the Rings, and never watched Avatar Last Airbender. And I'm just like, wow, you're missing on three, like, yeah. big, like, life-changing stories. I'm not even Well, lying. it's life-changing for our generation. Because yeah. I know people that are, like, older than us. Like, I had this, uh, okay, I'm not going to call them out. But I'm going to call them out. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a person that I knew from high school that was maybe a teacher. I don't know. That was many moons ago. But uh, they essentially... They were like a big Star Wars stan. And you know, you know how they get. <laughs> Them oldies. Not to diss old people, we love y'all. But um, but you know, she didn't see any value in like the Harry Potter, well she did, but like she said it wasn't nothing compared to like Star Wars. So it is definitely a very much a generational thing, yeah. like in terms of franchises. Like probably the kids today are probably like Harry Potter Fuck that. It's all about Marvel right now. Yeah. So I kind of, I see like how that happens. But I, I don't know. I love Marvel, like the next guy, but I'm really glad that that's not like the only thing that the occupies big your brain. thing that was like in my life. Like, I'm really glad I got you to sure? experience like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings uh-huh. when I did. Because, like, imagine me just growing up on like Marvel movies only as my big, yeah. big thing. Yeah. Because, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, they, I know they come from, like, of course, books, and Marvel comes from comic books, so it's a big... So it's all, it's a all kind of... A big literature difference there. Well, it's big, but it's also, like, there's a source material. Yeah. So, like, I'm just happy, I'm glad, but, like, you know, dense, like, stories like that, like, very detailed stories, because Marvel, on the other side, has multiple stories. Of course, a lot of them Theirs are, is also dense, though. Yeah, it's very dense, like, yeah. but they have a lot, like, I, I'm glad we grew up on, like, focused stories. Yeah, like, focused narratives. Like, okay, yeah. like, it was Harry Potter versus Voldemort whole way through. Like, yeah. going through, like, whole cruxes and Lord of the Rings, the ring. Yeah. Like, that was the big focus. I'm glad I grew up on that, because it really, like, I don't know, gave a sense of purpose and what Marvel doing now with the whole Thanos thing cause there's like Thanos yeah. there's Ultron there's uh, Kang the Conqueror exactly. there's Galactus you know there's so many people of course they, they did touch on Thanos earlier in some other earlier movies but imagine if like Iron Man 1 you heard Thanos' name like it had that kind of like narrative like a whole linear narrative imagine yeah. that you just heard it like that would've been so weird <laughs> I would've hated that 
Because that was, also, it was like, them into development. Well, it was also like, if you think about it, it was a pre, it was like early Marvel. Yeah. So they were still trying to do the whole like, super grounded superhero thing. Yeah. Because like at the time, superhero movies are like, not the biggest thing in the world like they are today. Yeah. So like, they would have been like, kind of like the gross X-Men movies. <laughs> where everything was so grounded and kind of annoying. So Thanos would have probably been like some like scrawny dude, uh, you know, like painted purple. Ew. But he wouldn't have been able, they wouldn't have done the whole CGI thing. Because they wouldn't yet. have the budget to do it. They, that and also because like people wouldn't people would be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, like people wouldn't accept that. Yeah, like, oh, imagine a painted Thanos. Yeah. Josh Brolin just, just purple. Just purple. <laughs> ah. The prosthetics on his chin. Ew. The ball sack. <laughs> the ball sack. Okay, another movie that I really enjoyed. I, I'm going to put these two movies like side by side because I love them. Their goofiness just the same. Kick-Ass and Scott Pilgrim. I feel like... <laughs> I, I feel love like their goofiness. Of, of the movies. two movies, I feel like Scott Pilgrim has aged more. Yeah, it's way, better. Aged way better. And also, like, Kick-Ass, I love Kick-Ass because it's so <laughs> banana pants wacky. But, like, I don't know. It was... It's the crazy... Like, it's... I love that it exists. I just love how violent and like just a joke it was. Yeah. It's just so funny. Cause it's like what? Like this 10 year old murdering like countless dudes. That girl? Yeah. Yeah, like she was just, and then her dad is supposed to be like a Batman kind of character. Yeah. Her dad is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm, I forever love that. And then kick ass, no matter, like um, his whole thing was, he just gets the ass beat so much. And he just like no, he like got beat up twice, and it fucked his shit up. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it so funny. I don't know, like he could just keep getting beat up, and then him getting beat up, he turned out into like his own like superpower of he got beat up so much he could just keep taking it because he can't feel shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was so goofy in that in that yeah. sense, and I'm just like. What? But it was also like a commentary on like superhero movies a little bit. Yeah. Until like it kind of faded away with Kick Ass Two and, but like overall I, I like that. it's not good. <laughs> it's just not. It just became very generic and boring. But like I think that was like an interesting film because like it it happened right before like superheroes just peaked, and like it was like trying to be this ultra violent like commentary on them, Ooh. and I was just like oh this is fun this is cool. Also, you know, it helped it helped Matthew Vaughn's career and he made Kingsman movies. Boom. Yeah, the first one's good. It's <laughs> for the Kingsman? Yeah. You like the second one? I think it's I think it's I don't know. They played because you know first Kingman Kingsman was um a joke of itself anyways. Yeah, so but we can't get super deep into that because yeah. that's twenty fourteen. And then the second one was just they took that joke and just ran with it even further. They did. But anyways, another movie in two thousand ten. That was the beginning of a series was How to Train Your Dragon series. Yeah, which, which ended this year. Very popular in my book. Like, yeah. I Really? Like, that never took off in my circle. For me, it took off because like the first and second one, they just, re the storytelling was really good. Like yeah. for an animated movie, it reminded me like a movie that should have came out when we were younger in our childhood. Yeah. Like it was that like deep in the story. I, don't, I didn't watch the third one. Don't Dude, you're was. missing out. You watched it? Dude, that shit bops. Bet I need to watch it. See, that's a very solid, like, trilogy. It's it is. It very is. Very solid. Because um, the second one, like, 
takes it to another level. Yeah, the second one was like emotional. Yeah. Like it was like a whole Oh boy, a this third whole, one. Whole different thing. Oh, this third one, this is like this is like the Toy Story three for uh, the series. Mark, that also came out twenty ten. That did. So we can talk about Toy it. Toy Story three. Switching but, but no 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 no. I wanna finish up how to change it. Because I haven't thought about this. Because I, I personally really loved it because I was just like at the time, it was so different. It, was so it new. didn't. It was like it was like Vikings and it was dragons and it didn't feel like a Disney movie at the time. And at I was all. just like, whoa, different. And also like I don't know. It also like the design work for the dragons were just still like my favorite things. It was because I never like think of dragons with Vikings. I always thought of dragons with knights and, and like all Yeah, that. and medieval or like the Asian culture of yeah. dragons and yeah, things like that. It was like very that. different seeing them with Vikings and I liked it. It was like a weird mesh of genres that kind of worked. Yeah, and I liked those dark tones each of the movies had, especially this moon. Yeah. Like, cause you know, at first it was like, oh my God, Toothless, this evil dragon monster burning everything down, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Ends up, this dude has this like friendship with this dragon and then they're trying to like be like whoa why your friendship having a friend with a dragon man dragons are evil man and he's trying to t- turn everybody that hey dragons are actually good you can ride them you can all this stuff you can ride that's that's all their voice yeah. <laughs> no but they're like they're they they're conscious they they understand things yeah. and yeah but like also like i didn't know this but did you know that um does does uh toothless look like a stitch from lilo and stitch to you he does. You know why? Why? Because the same, I think they're directed by the same person. They just... So the designs are the same, it's very much similar. slapped it on. Pretty much. It worked. Yeah. It I does. liked it. Toothless is really a dope design. Yeah. But the other animated movie that we were going to talk about, the big one, the one that was supposed to close out the series. Toy but Story. But then, almost 10 years later, they were like, JK, we're going to do another one. <laughs> Toy Story 3, what I remember... I watched the movie once. Yeah. Because movies that I extremely, extremely like, I watch them once. What? Like, okay, certain movies that have a very emotional side that I really okay. can't achieve again because I know it's going to happen. For example, this, War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, so certain you're not movies. you're not going to watch it because you like you, you, you won't be able to get back that experience exactly. of watching it. There's movies like that. I don't watch it again because I'm like, I won't be able to get that same experience like you just said. Toy Story 3, I never thought it was going to bring any emotions out of me, but it was a very, like emotionally like draining movie as in like it i thought it was about to go down i thought they were all gonna die i was like and you, the, the kid in me really came out it was like no like these, these toys i grew up with like yeah i don't want them to go out extra sad and lord knows what they're doing in the fourth movie i, I don't know but there's keanu reeves there's <laughs> a fork no it's not a it is it's, it's, yeah so i'm like i'm like you know as long as you do my boy Keanu justice, it's okay. But yeah, no, I remember watching that with my dad and like, cause I was like 10, I don't know. I didn't go to the movies alone. I, I didn't, that didn't happen until like years later. <laughs> and now that's all I do. Cause I don't do anything else. But um, Toy Story 3 was, I don't know. It was like a big, like emotional, like point. Yeah. But I couldn't like, people like had like visceral reactions to it that I like, didn't like I don't know what it was but like I still personally don't think it's the best of the three for me it's still two yeah Toy Story 2 is unmatched I haven't seen 4 yet so I really can't talk about we can't talk about 4 but 2 from 1 to 3 
is my favorite one. Yeah, two is because like it's like because like if you think back to like that airport sequence, that shit was like one of the most tense things you could watch as like a child. It was just different, and yeah. I loved it, and I loved how um they were toys, but they had the humanity to them. Yeah, there's like I a one thing. Because it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's all I credit to. Tom Hanks, America's Dad. Did you watch this movie? What? Le- uh, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Kahul. Zack Snyder's one attempt at an animated movie. I love that movie. That movie's so wild. It was like magical. I, I love the magical aspect of it. Because I never really thought I would look at owls as being like very cool legendary mythical and things mythical like that creatures yeah and then how this owl he wanted to be one of the guardians so bad and then when you actually see the guardians like near the end of the movie the big old cool owls you're just like yeah. whoa you're like in awe because like also i've never seen that many owls like I'll just say, in general <laughs> like in one place i was like oh there's so many <laughs> because um they did a really good job because this whole trope of oh i want to be one of the guardians and of course they had the villains trying to like hurt them and, and the villains like, like all creepy and gross yeah. looking and then when you actually see the Guardian, it was really fulfilling because they were like these really... Yeah. Also, they were like armored out. Armored, legendary owls. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah, the it was light, like, why the light shining behind them. They were huge, way bigger than every other owl. Yeah. I was just like, this is really cool. Yeah. It was but, just one of those cool movies. But also at the same time, do you remember who did, who did a song on that movie? No, who did? <laughs> it was Owl City. <laughs> a movie about owls. And they got Owl City to do a song for that movie. Because I remember that because I used to listen to that so many times as a 10-year-old. Because I was just like, this song's a bop. Because also it's Owl City. <laughs> you know? Fireflies, man. <laughs> I'm trying to make my leave. <laughs> oh, that's true white people shit. But I love it. <laughs> Bro, yeah. another movie. Megamind. Oh, sh- that was 2010? Bro. I don't fuck. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. There's so many animated movies that, like, are either memes or, like, big things from 2010. It's so weird. For everybody with a big head, people yeah. always use Megamind like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Wasn't it? Was it Brad Pitt? Who's playing Megamind? No, 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 no. Who played the other superhero? Or am I going crazy? I feel like it's someone Megamind like. Megamind was played by Will Ferrell. We knew that. Metro but, Man was, yeah, Brad Pitt. Oh my god. And then Tina Fey was in the movie also. Oh yeah, she played the, the female person. And Tom McGrath. Yeah. Jonah Hill's in it. <laughs> I'm learning new things right now. But um, I, I kind of remember that movie. I, I don't think I've ever seen it in its entirety. But I wasn't it like, the, the it, was, it was like a twist, right? Yeah. Like Megamind turned out to be like actually a hero yeah, while like, Brad Pitt was the villain. Yeah, he was a hero the whole time. But since he just looked a certain way, he looked like a villain. Oh, this movie is about discrimination? Yeah. Like, oh my god. This he, movie is deep as shit. Yeah, it, it really was one of those movies that really, um, it really changed your aspect. Just because this one kid, you know, the Megamind, he was blue. And he looked like an e-supervillain. So since they treated him like a supervillain. Because they put him in that box. Yeah, they put him in that supervillain box. So he became a villain. But he never really wanted to be a villain. So like, because it's one of those things where... They put you in a box, so you're just going to be like, well, they already think I'll be that way. I'm going to be it. Oh, my God. And the other dude who's a superhero, he looked like a superhero. He just, he's, you know, nice hair, all white costume. He's, like, almost like the super... He's the Superman of this world. Exactly. Yeah. Turns out to be... Um, a dick. Yeah. A, the world's biggest dick. Biggest dick. Because fame and popularity and all that stuff. 
Okay, but for me, Megamind never like really took off for me. It just kind of missed me by a bit because I never got around to seeing it. It but, like, didn't take off at first for me. It took me like way years later. I'm talking about in high school. Oh, where I was like, I watched it again uh-huh. because you know when I first watched when I was a really kid, I was really thinking about. I was just like, whoa, it's cool. Yeah. When I was in high school, more intellectual, I watched it again. And I was just like, whoa, this movie like this deep shit. Yeah, a lot of these cartoons and 3D animation movies, they're kind of deep. Like all the older ones, yeah, you don't really notice. I them. mean, they're they're still making them, but yeah. it just it just depends because sometimes like when like especially like big studio animation companies try to like do a project yeah you feel like there is like messages and themes that they are really trying to instill into their audience but at the same time they're going to try to make you cry yeah so you see that there's an, like an agenda to it so it's more annoying that way <laughs> but um no um i really need to rewatch megamind now also shout out to uh joey wayner who made a megamind video recently yes sir. you can check it out on youtube i don't know on his twitter Jo- at Joey Wayner, I think. I don't, That's I don't my boy. Know. Yeah, our boy Joey Wayner. Um, but uh, what other movies came out? Oh, wait, wait. The other anime movie that I was kind of thinking of. I remember because it came out on my birthday and I got really happy. <laughs> but it eventually became the biggest meme alive. What? Maybe behind Shrek, but like it's still a big ass meme. But like the fucking minions, man. <laughs> Despicable Me 1. Bro. Came uh, out. Legend. Legend. That movie was so... I can't... I remember watching that and actually, like... Okay, so I still think the first one's, like, really good. Mm-hmm. Because it had, like, a really nice theme about family and, you know, like, learning to accept each other and whatnot. And also, it was, like, it was like kind of like Megamind, where the villain became a hero. And also, it was Steve Carell, so I was just, like, at the time... It's, like, gonna, be, it's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be hilarious. And now it's the world's biggest meme. Because <laughs> they're so annoying. But uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, from, you know, animated kids' movies to adult, crazy adult movies, Christopher Nolan gave us something that year. A really big movie. (laughs) Our boy Leo. Inception. Yeah, that movie was confusing. It was a very good movie. Like, remember when I first... Remember trying to watch that at, like, 10 years old and being like, I understand this. Yeah. Because you wanted to seem smart. I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Did not get it. Did not get it. Oh my god. What? You just found something. What did you find? Tell us. Um, big boy film right here. Probably the best film. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I know, I noticed. Of all 2010, maybe all of all time. The last airbender. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot that was 2010. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm more mad than when we were gonna about, about to talk about like Percy Jackson. Bro, I remember freaking Last Airbender, that teaser trailer they had. Like, it was, I think it was, it was after so a Marvel movie teaser. I don't know. Or, or oh, yeah, it Marvel probably movie. was because um, at the time Marvel was, was uh, having their movies distributed by Paramount. Yeah, I think it was. So it makes sense. Before Iron Man 2's um, yeah. movie, like they showed in theaters. I just remembered how badass that was. Because wasn't it Aang in the Temple? Yeah. Doing, like air moves. And he was like blowing out the candle. And we were just like, we were like, oh, bitch, this is wild. I said, they did it. They're doing they it. fucking doing it. And, and then, we were like, M. Knight's gonna deliver us, like, this is like godsend right here. Bruh. And then it came out. I have faith in M. Knight Shyamalan, but he keeps doing me wrong. I just want him to do it. 
Cause like I mean, Split was good. Glass, I've heard really like interesting things. Like it has a really lot of cool ideas to it. Yeah, but I heard cool ideas that weren't executed executed correctly. Yeah. But like, oh, oh my god! But like, talk about like the biggest like letdown. Probably is one of the biggest letdowns of this of the decade. Bro, like it's on my list. It was something very like. Oh my gosh, it just made me mad. Everything from like the casting to like the the way that the story was like presented because they crammed a whole last season into one movie, which is still the dumbest move like that and like The Hobbit. Because that so, season was so detailed. So like when you make a movie, you got to realize there's people who most likely 90% of the time did not watch the show yeah. because a lot of critics are older gentlemen, older women, but also who it's probably like, didn't watch the show. Because like most of the critics you see, a lot of them being like their 30s, 40s, and I don't think like or 50s or whatever or older. Hey, you never know. You never, yeah, but you, I'm not, but you never know. Like, I'll I'll be 50 and I'll watch whatever oh yeah, animated show generation, that is gonna come out. Our generation, of course, is gonna be watching like all the animated shows. But yeah. like, you really gotta think about it like this. From if the people who watched the original show hated it. And the critics who didn't watch anything, most likely, they probably did research, of course, before watching it. They still hated it. Yeah, they hated it too. Everyone collectively hated it. It was just like, you did something wrong. Because, first off, the name changes. Like, I understand he wanted to do, like, um, correct to the actual cultures. But this is a made up up world. This is a made up world. If he wanted to be correct, he would have cast an all-Asian cast. Exactly. He would have not casted white people as the lead. The fucking Katara and Sokka were white. They're supposed to be. Aang, I think, is also white. That's offensive. That is also, offensive. they called him Aang. And, then and that called, drove me insane. They called Sokka Soka. So- the whole Soka. Movie. Soka. And he said, in, he said in actual like, Chinese language, this would be the actual pronunciation, Aang. And people just like, but it's a story. Who a character who already has a name? Just, that was created. Granted, it's created by white dudes, but yeah. you know, it's their world. It's their story. Dude, you know. if they pronounce it Aang. Yeah. Also, I think the movie kind of fails in terms of world building because, yeah. like, if you watch, like, because like the movie just cuts out a lot of that world building. Where you know how, like, in series they like have that one episode or a couple episodes because with Avatar it was like. 26 episode a season yeah so like they have the time to really dedicate like episodes to building out the world and having it be like side stories so it wasn't just the main story all the way through so you had like things like what was what was his name the dude that like had the 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 crooked swords remember who i'm talking about in the show yeah the blue spirit? No, 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 other dude. Jet. Jet, yeah, that guy. Cause like, remember they had like episodes dedicated to him. Yeah. And like, you know, their their idea of what a revolution should look like. And then you know, you also had episodes that were dedicated to I don't know, like the rock, the earth earthbenders that couldn't bend because it was illegal, and if they bended, they would be taken to like that prison camp. Yeah, they had like, so much detail in the show that. They, of course, it's a movie. You have to skip over a lot. Yeah. Kyoshi Island. There was so much. I feel like that is one of the things that can't be a movie series. Yeah. I. I it's like, impossible. Because, like, the world is just so dense. Exactly. Like, there's that and 
Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. Well, that's some anime stuff. That's yeah. like that's like 500 billion episodes that you're never <laughs> exactly. gonna be able to cram into a movie. You have to do shows for some of the yeah. things. And like Avatar: the Last Airbender has that anime kind of detail and like. Well, I mean, obviously, because yeah. its inspirations were anime exactly. based. So like, you really just can't do that. Like, I'm actually surprised Harry Potter was able to be done in in eight movies because that's some detail in them books but I mean some of the detail that happens in those movies are I mean books sometimes are like like you have to like describe every character's look and with film you just they just show up there they are and they look the way they look and you're like oh I understand what they look like you know you don't have to like read it and like build the character in your head yeah but also at the same time like there were elements from those books that they did take out Hmm. But, I mean, I felt like they were able to stitch together a story that still functioned and flowed. Yeah, and flowed. became its own thing. And connected at the end. Yeah. <coughs> Oof. Um, what else? The A-Team. I never saw that. Okay. I just I just know it's Br- Braddy Coops. Braddy Coops. Before, before Brad a Schultz, star is born. Liam Neeson and Dirk Benedict. It's one of those pretty much movies. Oh, they also had Quentin Rampage Jackson, the MMA fighter, USC fighter. It's one of those movies that... You know those movies that you see all these big stars, and it's like one of those action movies, and it's just like a big squad. Yeah, that's what that was. This it's was like those... before Expendables. Was yeah. Thing. Oh, that's actually funny you said that because Expendables was the year too. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't see Expendables either. I was I was like not a big like action heavy. Yeah, dude. Those movies. Every time I think about those, I always think they remind me of them like old like 60s 70s 80s like action movies where they just get like a whole bunch of cool the coolest people you can think of uh-huh. put them in a movie and like have it sell just have them fight and kick butt and then that movie didn't sell <laughs> and it didn't work cause different decade <laughs> <laughs> and just like whoa we yeah. tried yeah uh, who else do you want to talk about Percy Jackson since we were already talking about one bad movie it's time it's okay. another bad adaptation Percy Jackson. <coughs> this is like this is like your shit. Besides like besides Harry Potter. Like this is your other like this franchise needs to work out as some form of film or television. Three franchises. Harry Potter's one. Um for like books. I'm going off for books. Um Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, and then Twilight for like books. Um Lord of the Rings is definitely there, but I'm talking about like the more recent recent stories yeah that's what i mean like so hey lord of frank ring fan i'm still with you i'm still with you don't, don't hate i me. mean <laughs> you can't that's like the ultimate fantasy yeah. series so you really can't you can't not like it yeah so with percy jackson they fumbled like which is weird because you know they oh. had they had a lot of really like good things going for exactly. it because first of all they had chris columbus who directed a couple of the Home Alone movies and also directed the first two Harry Potter movies. Yeah, so he... So he's familiar with young people's storytelling. So his setup game should be really good. Yeah. <laughs> he should be able to set the story, like, keep going, and, uh-huh. you know... And then if you want out. to dip after two movies again or one movie, he's fine. I just feel like... with Percy Jackson... they didn't lay it out well. I feel like um, with a series, you have to have all the movies laid out like of course with the books like you know chronological order how are you gonna do it i don't feel like it was laid out well um well they don't was serious they can't really lay it out like harry potter wasn't laid out it was like laid out to a extent well they had 
they just had the books because yeah. like well like because like after chris columbus dropped out of chamber of secrets yeah. you know alfonso Cuaron took the pro took over the project and just flipped the script yeah and made it tonally different and made it its own unique thing and that tone took off and then with you know mike newell and then eventually david yates yeah all the directors kind of did something different with it and they killed it yeah so but with percy, this one percy jackson um it was a lot of people hate the cast i don't i'm i'm very forgiving of the cast yeah the cast they, I didn't hate them. Like I feel like I mean Logan Lerman. I think is still a really cool actor. He looked like Percy in my book, but yeah. Um, I mean, one, but one like was, they were older, way older than they were supposed. Yeah, to be. they were like in high school because, when they were supposed to be like twelve. Yeah, and that's one thing. Cause I remember I saw Logan Lerman um, in an interview, and his like hairline was like slightly receding, and I was just like, that's not good. Like, good when he's fourteen. This young boy's <laughs> hairline receding. That that's not gonna look yeah. good looking. But also, um, I think I don't know. With those types of stories, they kind of you know, it was a it was a white boy with the very generic look. Yeah. So it's like you could find them. Oh yeah, so like you could easily find you that. Could find like, them. like I feel like so like, Logan Lerman looking like Percy. I'm like like there's like ten other actors yeah, that like you could name. Twenty billion, like the dude yeah. who played like Shazam. He could yeah, easily he could, he could have done it. Easily just step in and be yeah. Uh, Shazam's friend. Yeah, all of them. All of them. <laughs> Literally any, there's so many generic looking white guys that it's easy. That's why that rolls like, why can't you just make this movie already? Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> so much access. I mean, but also at the same time, they shouldn't, you know, they don't have to be limited by like casting just a white dude. Yeah. This easily could go to anyone. So even, even if they wanted to cast a person of color. Yeah. They have all the resources to do it. Yeah. And since Disney technically owns the rights to those books. That's yeah, true. Yeah, make the fucking series. Disney, yeah, Disney um, I think they want to make a show, actually. Well, that's just rumors from Twitter. Yeah. So I wouldn't really put I, like, any weight to them. I wouldn't put it against them for a show. I mean, you... Because if, I think about... Thinking about Percy Jackson, I'm... Uh, <laughs> As much as I want it to be a movie series, I do. I want nah. to be. A, I want it to be a eight, eight movie. It's only five books. I know. <laughs> do something. <laughs> oh, you want to do those spinoffs? Cause yeah. they do the the Heroes of Olympus spinoff books. Yeah. Like, and then the, they do the 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 Egyptian mythology ones. Seven movie. No, no. No, it's five, five books. books. So six movies. Yeah. Yeah, six movies. Cause you know, part one, part two. But um, they're not as thick. They're not as they're not as dense. You can do it. I believe it. You just them. really want them to drag it out. But I want I want to You'll see, pay for every single one. I wanna see these characters done right. I wanna see these stories done right. Yeah. I wanna see more emotion. That's what my biggest thing with these movies. Percy Jackson, just like Harry Potter, okay. You can tell they're trying to go that Harry Potter route where they had the you know the goofiness you know they had the magical the it's stuff like the like, whimsical like exactly. like this wonder like you're like oh it's this awesome fantasy world but Harry Potter also brought you into that okay this gets serious there's some it's layered you know exactly. there was but like I feel like that's what it was missing yeah with Percy Jackson what was missing was yeah you're right that emotional core yeah because I kind of don't really care about Percy's situation like I was just like. Oh, his mom's captured. Like, I'm they sorry. They should have struck more fear in us because I remember when I was reading the books, I was terrified of Zeus. Yeah. Because Zeus wanted Percy dead, thinking he stole the book. No goddamn remorse. Yeah, I was like, and also, they, they tried to do that, and I thought they were getting there. They had a really good actor. 
I thought they were getting there, but it didn't really like strike. Wait, 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 wait. I think it was Sean Bean. I think it was Sean Bean. I think it was Sean Bean. I think it was, I think it was Sean, yes, Bean. It's Sean Bean. It was Sean Bean. He, he killed it. But I just wish, like, yeah. in the writing or something, they struck more fear. Because the two actors who are really dope, Zeus and Poseidon, Sean Bean, and whoever the other guy who played Poseidon was. He was, some, he was some dude. I don't know who he is. He was really good. Like, I was like, when I saw their scenes, when they were like, brother, he said, give him more chances. I was like, okay, they get into that seriousness. But I don't know. The movie itself, like, the actual story with the the three, you know, uh-huh. and the Bell Grover, Percy, it didn't really take off in that direction that uh-huh. I wanted for that emotion. Because I, I love the jokes. I love all the goofiness. But, you know, mix that in with some of the seriousness. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, the, the I think the cool thing about it was kind of the visual imagery of it all because yeah. it was very dark and it was very kind of creepy looking yeah. but tonally like with what the characters were doing and saying didn't really match like yeah. for instance I don't know like a really good example would be like the casino stuff yeah. and then Lady Gaga just starts playing in the background I was yeah. just like this doesn't at all like you could do it because I was just like but it's just there's a disconnect it's like Another thing is... It just also, yeah, it felt pandering, because it was just like, it's like, oh, Lady Gaga's popular at this time. Let's insert her song into this casino scene. Where everybody's from a different yeah. gener- genre, I mean, not genre, different time. Okay. So I'll just like... That, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, they should have done more with it. And Hades, too. Um, also in the book, hey, Hades is another person I kind of feared. A little bit, even though he had his like kind of rocker thing, mm-hmm. I still kind of like he struck fear. Like that's why I really they're gods. Have that have that kind of the fear of God kind of in with with their whole kind of yeah. persona, especially Zeus. Um, Zeus is almost get like well, Zeus is just a dick. Yeah, like in any in any Greek mythology book you read, dude fucking cheated on his wife like with yeah. every other person. That's what I'm saying like total dick. I feel like we don't stand Zeus. <laughs> I don't stand Zeus. Zeus is too cool, bro. He's, Zeus is a dick. He's a dick, but he's a cool dick. Mm, he's a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. He had lightning. Mm, he's hand. still a dick. He's terrible. The only time he's not terrible is since we uh, voiced by John Goodman in the Hercules movie. That's the one time. He's a Hercules, my boy. <laughs> yeah, that's the one time. I don't know if it was John Goodman. I feel like it was. Percy Jackson, man, like, if they would have just had them dark themes down a little bit more on top of the whimsical goofiness, yeah. it would have been so, like, mm, amazing. But here's the thing, though. If you, like, to, camp- to compare it to uh, Harry Potter, like, the dark themes didn't start to show up until, like, more of the adults yeah. started to really, like, play a key factor into the series. So it wasn't around, like, it was like three, four, and five that like you really started to like understand like oh this is like some dark evil yeah. shit. But um, a lot of people compare to compare that to Harry Potter. But when I was reading both like either simultaneously or whatever, I really did not compare them at all. Like, oh, I was first. I was mostly talking about the movies. I wasn't yeah. talking about the books. Like um, the stories in general. Percy Jackson, of course, Harry Potter was like always had a dark vibe, but you know, you got him to go to school and all that stuff. Yeah. And for end of the first movie, he had the whole Voldemort fiasco. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Percy Jackson, it literally just jumped into like, oh snap, like this man already running for his life with his mom and Grover. Yeah. Like it was a very, like, Percy doesn't really get a break. He's like literally running for his life every second against it, he gets to camp half blood. And they were doing that. 
And like that's when Percy Jackson had that vibe of like, will this dude survive? Yeah. Will he make it? Like that, and that's what I want. Another thing that. is like, Camp Half Blood. That's like a whole thing you can do. You could have like, made that way cooler. Like it was kind of cool in the movie too yeah. because you know they were playing Captain's Flag and like people were getting cut, and I was just like, oh, these teenagers aren't playing around. <laughs> but also at the same time, I was just like, because it's such a large part of the book and such a large part of the world it's like it's the hogwarts yeah of this series they could have done way more greek also it was more brutal because like kids are fucking like almost killing, killing each, each other. other yeah they should have made it like way more like i don't know bigger or something uh-huh. they should have i don't know i feel like it was big enough i just felt like it was more magical yeah that's what they should have done like Maybe. it should have been like had that greek because like mythology aspect because i read part of the first book i never finished it but i remember a bit details because like the cabins and stuff are like specifically like designed to match with like the different gods that that the kids are like descendants from yeah and also like they were themed and like he had like and all Percy these had his own because he's the only Poseidon one. Yeah, and then they also like did that differently. Yeah, how he figured out he's Poseidon's son. Uh-huh. It was such a big moment in the books where you saw the trident go above his head, and then in this movie he just walked into the cabin. And he said, "I'm Poseidon's son." Yes, <laughs> and it was yeah. just like a. Oh. And then was it Pierce Brosnan was like, "Yes, that's who you are." Yes, like they could have easily like in the book. It was one of the challenges that he was going through that it was above his head, I believe. It was something with Clarice. Like, I don't even think they introduced Clarice in the first day. Clarice is like that bully bully girl god, um, daughter of Ares. Of course it would be a yeah, Ares kid. She's the daughter of Ares. And she was like the, she was kind of like the Malfoy of Percy okay. Jackson. She was like that yeah. frenemy kind of person. Yeah. And um, I'm... I think she was only in the Sea of Monsters one, the second movie. But like, she was she was in the first book. Like, she was always in the story, um, and she was always rough with, um, yeah, Percy. But like, I think he found his like the tribe got above his head in, in some type of challenge. So I know some movies had to speed it along, but when he was fighting Annabelle, Annabeth, not the doll the Annabelle doll yeah, Annabelle. he's fighting the doll <laughs> he's fighting Annabeth like in the water um, when she's like pretty much knocking him like around senseless like, yeah like, like just literally just beating the, beating the shit cutting out of him. him just when he touched the water the oh. trident or something should have went above his head or even something cause I know maybe a trident above your head might look cheesy or whatever something I mean it him finding been... out he's Poseidon's Son should have been in that moment because I know you can't really like you don't have all the time in the world to do the whole thing the book yeah. did because the book he was there for a big minute until the tragic thing happened. It's like it's not until like halfway through the book that he like leaves to go on that adventure, right? Yeah, like it takes a minute. Exactly. That's also like the battle with Annabeth. He should have definitely like that's where the trident thing should have happened because uh-huh. you know because he had the whole magical powers. He's he's like touched the water. But like here's that the thing. So interesting because you'd have been like. In that moment, you'd have been like, oh, snap. Well, we're book readers, so yeah. we would have knew already. But here's the thing, though. Like, oh, snap, he Poseidon's son. If you look at the poster and stuff, at the end of the movie, he's doing, like, waterbender shit. <laughs> so, like, a trident over his head at the beginning of the movie would have been fine. Exactly. Like, just like, something small. Yeah. Cause all, he, it wasn't even a big gesture. All he did was touch water, got healed, and then it, like, Molly, it, like, came up. It, like, Venom-styled came up and, like, healed him. Molly whopped everyone, so that's what should have happened. Like, he would have got... Also, that was... I think that's a 
BS. Yeah. Cause, I think he still needed to get his ass kicked. Yeah, because you know? he, all he did was get healed. Yeah. It would have been like, because I know some people respected him. They didn't want to fight him because he beat up some people, but they should have just left it at that. Yeah. When the water healed him, everybody I feel like he should have earned that. Everybody should have just literally backed away. Like, yeah. it should have been like a, oh, he's a big three. He's one of the big, big three. three kids. Because that was a big, in the books, was a big thing. Cause, yeah. Oh, you were one of the big three? Like, we never had a big three kid. Even though Zeus cheats all the damn time. <laughs> the fact that this man does not have more kids than literally anyone else is surprising. I think probably even dead or, or Hercules. Yeah, I'm mad. <laughs> like, Bro, but this is what I feel like should happen. Instead of it being like a cool, badass moment of him just like a water touching him and fighting people, because you're not going to earn fighting ability. Because where was that fighting ability the rest of the movie? It wasn't there. Yeah. He all he did was like become Katara. <laughs> and Katara didn't know how to Exactly. She she learned it. So what should have happened was whenever like the water healed him, you saw the trident either in the water or something like, you know, above his head. A sign. And then everybody should have like it should have been a very dramatic, you know, have the score raised up, very dramatic score. Mm-hmm. And then wa- and then him looking at everybody like what y'all looking at pretty much yeah. kind of moment it was like, oh snap. And not not bowing down, because of course they they have gods of their own. But he's a big three. They're just kind of like backing away from him, like, nah, for real. like is this dude real? Is he really yeah. besides this kid? And he walks and touches the flag, and his team cheers. That would have been a very like, oh snap, like this yeah. dude is like important. Like that would have made me happy. But the whole kung fu killer Poseidon assassin. Yeah, you. The know. minute you activate your abilities, you can like. Kick anyone's ass. He went to the Avatar state, literally. He did. He, he did. became <laughs> Avatar Roku. <laughs> they yeah. could have done a lot. Um, Grover, I'm not gonna lie, I like who they picked Grover. Yeah. A little I, old. I honestly feel like they're picking. I know he's older in the book. Yeah. But like, old. Little old. I love the actor they picked of Grover. He's a very good actor who, like, they always have in a lot of comedies. Yeah. Like, he's very solid. I honestly saw Grover as a black guy. I know, like, they described him in the, in the is book. He, isn't he black? Nah, he's, like, like a shaggy-looking dude. Like He's not black in the book? Nah. He's, like, Scooby-Doo oh. shaggy, like, curly okay. hair. I just like, constantly me. just envision black after the movie. Yeah, the movie made me just think of black guy, but honestly, I feel like I should keep it like that. Like, yeah. I don't change it. Give, but give him dreadlocks because like the girlfriend in the book had like long hair, long curly hair. Imagine like a black dude with a goatee and dreadlocks. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Also like, and he had a, a beanie. Yeah, make make uh, Annabeth and Percy like Greek. Yeah, like cast people of Greek descent. Oh yeah, they got that, That's messy to just be like, here's a random white. I don't know. But isn't Percy like? Half. Mick, yeah, because yeah, he's Greek and he's white. So he can kind of get away with it. Kind of, yeah. And can't Annabeth kind of get away with it? I don't know. And she has to? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying representation matters. It does matter. <laughs> you know, these guys just don't have to be all white. Yeah, and just cast young people who can go to distance in the yeah. movies. Hey, they did it with Stranger Things. Yeah. They can be like 14 playing 12. Exactly. It's okay. No, like the black dude, black dude in Stranger Things, 16 to play. No, what is it? Or he's 17. Yeah, one of them is like real old. Yeah, that, that's the black dude. He's the oldest. He's the oldest? Yeah, he's like 17. I thought it was uh, Finn Wolfhard. Nah, Finn's like around his age or, yeah. like, or one year younger, I believe. I, I think uh, Will. 
But Finn, he's young. He's Finn, like inside. he's the most noticeably getting no, noticeably oh, getting older. That dude is like I stare at him every time after every season. I'm like, you have aged. Yeah, he's getting older like yeah. a lot. So they better hurry up. Also, uh, eleven because her face shape is changing. Yeah, because she's getting also yeah. might just also be her hair that helps change her face. <laughs> Hey, next thing you'll look back and she's gonna be like 24. Oh my god. <laughs> you be like, oh. I mean, she's almost in her 20s. How old is she? Um, like late teens at this point. Hmm. She's like around the same age as like the other ones. So like mid teens. So they're getting there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if they go past this one because I know it's not the topic for today, but like, I don't know. I don't really see them going past the season three for that. No, no, no. They're doing season four. Mm-hmm. They, they plan for four and that's it. Okay, I, I, depending how the season three goes for me, we'll see. I don't know because season I, two seemed like a perfect ending. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I should have kept it like that, but I don't know. I, I I thought season one was a perfect ending. That's true. I I thought that they were gonna like do it be like an anthology series, mm. but then they were like, no, we're gonna continue it. Oh, like with other people? Yeah, and That'd like diff, maybe like other sci-fi stories. Maybe Literally. that doesn't have to do with the upside down. If they would have just hit Percy Jackson, right? They could have done like all these spinoffs by yeah, now. Yeah, because Rick Rick Reardon. Yeah, he's not running out of ideas at all. Because he's like every year new book. You can literally make story like, and if you wanted to, if you want to keep him keep it Greek, you could literally like have Rick Riordan make up a character and you just follow him. Just make him another god yeah. or goddess's son. That would be but so like, easy. He's kind of he also has like the Egyptian book series that he's yeah. do that he did does. And then um, he also has the one with the North Norse mythology. So you got Thor and shit in there, and like apparently like Thor's like descendant kid person is like related to Annabeth. Bro, that's crazy. So it's like a whole. They're all connected. Bro, it's a you could do a cinematic universe. Do you hear that, Disney? Your opportunity, another one. Pay us. <laughs> yes, give us the money. We gave you the idea. Give us the money, Disney. And I'll scenario. happily, I'll happily be a Disney shill. Disney loves if you their give universes. me money. They love their universes. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> They're like Disney princesses. That's a universe now. I like Star universe. Wars. Universe. A universe. Marvel done that. Done that. What else you got? <laughs> what else you got? What else can we buy? The world. Honestly. Um, <laughs> it's so sad. Don't you get it? I know. I'm just, just going to make me depressed. Oh, perfect Jackson, man. Oh, yeah. Man, um, so much potential. It can be still be done because... It's just... Luckily... It's, it's, it's IP that's sitting there. Yeah. A lot of our generation are becoming new filmmakers now because we're getting older than people who actually was reading the book. Yeah. So, like, hopefully one of us, you know, next few years, whatever... It might not be one of us. Or even somebody younger or older. I'm I'm assuming older. Somebody. (laughs) Yeah. That that IP is sitting there. Like they're gonna they're gonna do something with it soon. Who have the rights for it? Disney. Disney, because they own they they're um I think they own Disney Hyperion, obviously. And that book company has the rights for Percy Jackson. Mm. So Disney kinda just ate it up. You know, like they do with everything. Disney is waiting for people like to forget about Percy Jackson. We already have. And then like, the only reason we're talking about it is because it's we're talking about 2010 movies. I cannot forget about Percy Jackson. I'm one of the people who can't forget about it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel cheated. <laughs> I feel cheated on a like that was the book series that can compete with Harry Potter. Yeah. Literally, for me, that was the only one. 
I have not read anything since that could compete with Harry Potter in my book. Besides, of course, Lord of the Rings and stuff, but that's different. Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, that's their own thing. I'm not... Those are just legendary bodies of work. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter, I'm going to put in the legendary body of work category. Percy Jackson. I feel like it's died a little bit. Harry Potter? Yeah. After... How did it die? It's already over. Um, J.K. Oh, Rowling's fantastic. Twitter. Oh, yeah. 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 Why is she trying to add like, a whole bunch of random stuff? Yeah, she's like, I'm, Potter, I'm Pottermore too. That's ruining it. Because Pottermore was the, the one that said, if you poop at Hogwarts... Like years ago, like back in the day before plumbing, when they poop at Hogwarts, they just poop on the side of like the hallway and it just disappears. <laughs> so people are out here like taking a shit in the hallway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then she's saying more dumb shit on Twitter. Expelliarmus. Yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, just stop. She, um. Just stop it. Just write more books if you're going to do this. Do you want her to? I I'm honestly worried. want her. I am worried too. Yeah, I'm I feel a, like she needs to let it go in the little sense. Little sense, but I don't know. I, I thought she had potential with Fantastic Beasts. Like I kind of forgave her for the first one. I I didn't hate it. Didn't love it, but I just thought that like, oh, it's her first time screenwriting. You know, yeah. cut her some slack. She'll figure it out by the next one. No. That did not work out. <laughs> so, like, I can understand where she's coming from. It's Sorry like, that this podcast just became a J.K. Rowling roast, but it did. Yeah. And it's our podcast, so we'll talk about whatever we want. <laughs> so, like, with that, like, writers, when you have a big story, especially a story that's successful and you've seen success from it, or a story that you worked on for so long, and with her, it's been, like, over 20 or almost yeah, 30 Yeah, she wrote years. it, like... After, like, a really big depressive stage in her yeah, life. Yeah, like, she was, like, divorced or something. Mm-hmm. She was, like, sh- she made it as a story to, like, read to her kid. And then she's kept developing because her kids loved it. But, like, when you have some Same story, with Percy Jackson. Exactly. You have a story that's so big like that. And then all your movies are done. And, like, there's no TV shows really coming out or whatever. Uh-huh. And then you don't really have the original characters anymore. You got spinoffs. I can understand where she's coming from, where she's just, like, she still wants to keep these characters. Cause it's still, like, as a writer, she, it pop, it's very, uh, probably, like, it's a huge part of her life. And no, she said it. be a part of her life. I've, I've heard interviews where she says, I've spent, like, 17 years with these characters. Yeah. That's not easy to let go. So I know what happens when they're older and, you know, they're kids and kids and whatever. So she knows it. Yeah. She just doesn't want to make more of that story because she has this expansive world that she's like I want to tell other stories from this world yeah so like we're world building I don't know it could it could be cool just wish that it was done better world building is very cool but it can be a trap as a writer yeah especially if you're you strict success like say you lay out 10 stories they're all really good but you have that one gold mine uh, so you pretty much and everybody wants to actually see movies and stuff from this story for example Harry Potter we're like oh yeah make some more Harry Potter you gonna make some more Harry Potter you write some more Harry Potters oh I'm actually trying to write some other things no 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 we want more Harry Potter keep writing Harry Potter so it's kind of like that so it's not 
I feel like she thinks we're, we we want to force information out of her, in a sense. Like, we want more, even though we're kind of all cool, chilling on it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all chill on the eight movies. We're like, okay, solid movies. It's like, they, they're done? Yeah, they're done. But, like, she's, I, I feel like she thinks that we are still, like, thirsting after so much more, even though we're really I not, mean, we're satisfied. The, no, no. I feel like there's still a lot of people that are very much wanting to know more about that world yeah. and not so much those characters. And because she understands that, but I think she's taking it the wrong way of yeah, like- Yeah, because it works with the world. You're supposed to leave a with world building, supposed to leave a lot of questions because that actually, having a lot of questions left unanswered actually like is a part of the whole lore and hype thing. Because you have people start making their own fan theories and stuff. And if those things are never answered, it just makes it even more popular. You're just like, oh my it's, god. It makes it more intriguing. It's like, you're like, I wonder what happened here. And if you if you just like, for example, for 20 years, the people 20 years from now, oh, I wonder what happened to this person's parents or this person's parents. And out of nowhere, J.K. was on Twitter, oh, actually, this happened. Yeah, they died. It just, it just ruins it. Yeah. So like, all these theories that people, like for example, Nick Fury, his eye. We're all just like, oh my god, what the heck happened to his eye? Because oh, I didn't care. They never explained it. They realized there was an alien cat. And literally, all the hype for his eye just went out the window for me. I never cared. I cared so much. Really? I was just like, in the comics and all this stuff, he's always with an eye patch. And I'm like, okay, that's just his look. I thought he, something happened to his eye. It was something extremely like dramatic. That happened oh, I thought it was eye. like, he was in the military. Yeah. Something happened. It happens. Yeah, like something like, I thought it was something dramatic. Like he, I don't know, like... Like jump from one spaceship to another. Yeah, and like something, something lodged in his face. It's a cat. Alien cat just said scratch. I don't care. That I didn't piss me off. I was just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but... At least now we know. With JK Rowling, that's why I see she kind of is. Yeah, she's kind of... Needs to just focus on like, don't be on Twitter. Yeah, she, <laughs> she needs to like get out of the wizarding world for a little bit. Yeah. I don't think she should... I would say start outlining a new story, a new world. Well, oh, like a completely new world. Completely new world, like not nothing from the Harry Potter world. Mm. Um, I know you struck success, but people already see you as a legendary writer already. Well, that's that. debatable. No, yeah, now she kind of shot herself in the foot there. <laughs> yeah, because she said a lot of controversial stuff, and then the whole Trump thing, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't look into it. I just know about the poop thing. And that's still the funniest thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what dumb bullshit is this? Yeah. She's still an amazing writer. I have faith in no, her. No, yeah. Honestly, I want to see her um, write a whole new story, whole new world. Because if she could create something that's gold as Harry Potter. I feel like that's a once in a lifetime thing. No, I feel like, I feel like she can do it again. Has J.R.R. Tolkien ruined anything else? He's dead. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? When he was alive. Like, his Lord of the Rings was like his big thing. Or C.S. Lewis. But that was the. With Narnia. Some people, they only focus on one, but you've never really seen. I feel like if anybody else writes something, a whole different world, even if it's, it doesn't have to be a movie platform, it could be like a video game no, or a TV show. Like, for example, George R. R. Martin. Oh, yeah, that's he, right. He's doing a video game. He also had that uh, other TV show. Yeah, I feel that like. That got canceled. Writers. Sorry. <laughs> he it did. I was I, I I remember he did like it was this recent sci-fi show yeah. called Night Flyers. I don't know. It was on sci-fi. But like it like garnered hype cuz you know George R. R. Martin. Yeah. And it was like based on this like novella that he wrote. And I was like, "Oh, he's doing sci-fi? 
that'd be so badass. And then it got canceled, and I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Canceling is making stuff so that makes That made me sad. Like, at least, like, release a pilot. No, it, it got released. Like, the series got released, but oh. after season one, it got canceled. Oh. Kind of like Swamp Thing. Bro, I think Swamp Thing got extremely good reviews, but it's, like, it was that whole budget thing. Yeah. They, they were promised an extra $40 million. They were also, it was also going to be 13 episodes. Yeah. But then it got... Yeah, one down to ten. Yeah, I'm. I feel like they should keep it going. Big sad. Cause people, everyone, I've heard extremely good reviews on yeah. that. But yeah, with the whole creative thing, um, I feel like it can be done. Um, say you you had a successful series. If you really want to let loose and have all these new fresh ideas, J.K., I love you. You're like one of my favorite writers. Um, I mean, you created one of his favorite worlds of all time. Literally, like you created something part of my childhood. I don't know. Literally, like that was. Harry Potter was in my big reason why I became a filmmaker. One of them, one of the mm. few reasons, many reasons, because it was just seeing a world that get developed so well throughout movies and books was just like, this so crazy. It's eye-opening. Yeah, it's just like, you can do that and seeing characters grow. Her character development was on point. So I mm. feel like if you could do it once, you, I, I feel I feel like the way she does romance, depending on who it is, kind of sucks. Because <laughs> some of these couples, fuck off. <laughs> like we, um, no offense, but ne- like... Neville, no. what's her name? Uh, Luna? Yeah. I'm okay with that. The one, the, of course, the one everybody wanted was Ron and Hermione. That was yeah. the, the big one. We, of course, we wanted that to happen. But like the way that Ginny and Harry developed... It was awkward, but it I It was awkward. I but loved like, it. But like once it got there, we were like, okay. But like... But, like, the setup didn't exist. At all. Yeah. With Harry, with, not Harry, uh, with Hermione and Ron, you saw the setup, and you saw that progress. Yeah. And you were like, oh, of <laughs> course they're going to, like, date. You know it. It's going, it's going to, it's happening. It's happening yeah. in front of our They kind of dedicated, like, half the prince to that. Like, they developed the relationship yeah, there. That whole thing with the, um, the other girl and him playing Quidditch and yeah. all this stuff. Like it was there. It, it was there. The magic was there. But yeah. for real, like J.K. Please, I can. I have faith in you. You can make another story and kill it. I mean, she wrote a couple of detective books. Uh, that's true. And then Casual Vacancy. I feel like fantasy. But there's not no other fantasy book that she's done. I feel like fantasy. I want to see another fantasy, like like fantasy, sci-fi, something wild. Fan- sci-fi. I say everybody should try fantasy because I, sci-fi. I, you gotta tackle like I never want to say another movie series makes something impossible, but like Star Wars and Marvel now, you really gotta like, especially Star Wars. I don't. I don't think that's the peak of sci-fi. Star Wars literally like every time if you make anybody who worked at sci-fi now, it's gonna be compared to Star Wars like now. Black like, Mirror. Like, I'm thinking like more space, Blade Runner, space sci-fi, Akira. <laughs> okay, you did me, but you know I'm talking about like world building and different no, stuff I know like that, you, spaceships, all the stuff. If you do that type of sci-fi, not like the not like the Earth sci-fi in the future. That's, I know that's still sci-fi, but you, you know what I mean. That's like what is, that should be its own subgenre of sci-fi. Firefly, space, and all that stuff. Space. Ender's Game. I, I, I just don't... I don't consider... This, this turned into a weird pop episode. But you know what? <laughs> we're going with it. 
it's interesting. It gives us perspective. Yeah. But like, I don't consider Star Wars true sci-fi. Like, no shit. It has space spaceships and fucking space and whatever. Sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> but like, for me, sci-fi is more like the deep intellectual ideas. Like something like questioning the purpose of humanity and what it means to be human, like Blade Runner. Hmm. Or like reevaluating human history and like Akira. Akira and you know, Godzilla, which is like also another movie about um, you know, Nagasaki is it Nagasaki? No, it's Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. yeah, like World War II. And you know, it's asking these like big questions about ourselves and things like that. So I was just like, that's more sci-fi for me. Like Black Mirror has more sci-fi aspects to it than I think Star Wars does. When I think of sci-fi, I don't know. I just think of spaceships and aliens and all. That's the that's first that's to me. Do. That's more like space adventure. Yeah. That's not really like science should be a, fiction. It should be a different genre. Yeah. Like it's always because like genre. James Cameron, homeboy, James Cameron. Oh yeah. Avatar. Still, still at the top of the box office. <laughs> he better stay there. <laughs> Avengers, stop! Just stop it. <laughs> but um. No, he did, like, this limited series on AMC. It was a documentary series where he sat down with, like, filmmakers who've done sci-fi stuff. Like, he talked to George Lucas, Christopher Nolan, I don't know, Ridley Scott, and, like, just essentially just talked about what sci-fi is and what it means. And I find it so interesting. And the way that he defines it, I'm just like, yeah, that's sci-fi. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Star Wars is just in a weird place for me. I feel like it's just more of a... Because it, it, it fits a lot in, like, the fantasy genre. Yeah. Because it tackles, like, the classical, like, hero's journey stuff. And, like, all the themes and ideas of it don't really... Not to say that they don't have weight, but they don't reach, like, the level of, like, really making you think mm. to, like, a weird philosophical level. Yeah. That you're, like, questioning reality. Not to say that all sci-fi does that, yeah. but, like, you know, if I'm questioning... My the existence. Force. I'm okay with it. That's sci-fi. The force. Yeah, I'm questioning the force. <laughs> but um, for like, I really could see her. Oh, JK. She, yeah, JK writing something that's like, not just like not something like Star Wars sci-fi or a like a mix of maybe sci-fi and fantasy. But like she, with Harry Potter, she did a good mix of mixing the real world with the wizarding world. Uh-huh. It was like a perfect, like different corridors and different alleys that were like ended up being a magical building, and yeah. or you separate buildings apart and uh, even longer, and it's a magical house. And I love that aspect of it. And oh yeah, like it, the tent. If it secretly turns world. into a house. So I feel like a whole new story where she could do similar stuff like. It's a part of the real world, but it's a different dimension. She, she's so she's already did so good at like mixing that in Harry Potter. I don't, um, as long as she makes it feel different or a whole different story, something I don't know. I feel like she could do it, kill it, and you know. Yeah. Jk it up. Jk. <laughs> I love that. All right, let's let's end this episode here. We've been going on for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was the first part of our um, new short series that we're doing, where we talk about. Um, the past decade of films and you know covering every single year yeah so this is a series that we'll do progressively throughout the rest of the year so next episode is going to be 2011 but you know it might be released in a 
next month or so just because yeah. we have with other topics between that so don't think yeah. we're not gonna yeah, no, no, we're not gonna just dip for like <laughs> another month it's like bye, bye. No, <laughs> july um, man but you know there's other films that come out other topics we want to talk about yeah. you know this show was created so that we could you know not just talk about recent releases but we wanted to talk about other films and like topics and our opinions you know it's a way for you guys to get to know us you know know our perspective on film and it's a way that we just get to talk about films constantly and we also talk about shows and animation and all that stuff too and video games i guess and like literally anything yeah so film of the world just a name we do talk about all aspects of like you know the you know film shows all that stuff we're not just we don't just talk about only movies if you can watch it we'll probably get to talk about it yeah I love how this is like six episodes in and we're now defining what our show is. <laughs> we didn't do that in the pilot, but we're doing it now. <laughs> yeah, we kind of just said, yeah, it's a podcast just, about film. film. And we just went off. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of Film Rules World. Uh, catch us online. We're on Twitter. Boom. We're on Anchor. Boom. We're on Spotify. Boom. We're going to try to get on Apple Podcasts. Boom. So, you know. Thanks for listening. Apple pie. (laughs) Peace out.